Oh, thanks. Me, kitty, you start eating before everybody gets here. Come on, old dollar bill. Yes, here we go, old dollar bill. Mama, fix you something good to eat here. Is everybody here? All right, all right. Let's go. Mama's coat. Here's old. Christmas carolers. I hate Christmas carolers. Screeching voice, little blue snippers. Can I warn you, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for Bill Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast. I can't even do this today, dude. <laughs> well, we're here to bring you the best in entertainment entertainment-related news. So without further ado, y'all know who I am. I'm Blake. And I'm Senior Ben. <laughs> Bienvenidos a la podcast. <laughs> Me llamo es Ben. <laughs> That's the extent of the Spanish term. The, the greatest podcast ever recorded today at 3.06 p.m. <laughs> on the dot. Wow. Missed you from the get-go. I can already tell where this podcast is headed, buddy. <laughs> How's your week been, dude, since last time we did the podcast? Eh. Not since the actual start bitter of the week. Bittersweet. It's been a bittersweet uh, week. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, sorry. Those okay. of you... Um, Acme Pharmacy, who is a sponsor of this show, uh, lost a very important member of the Acme Pharmacy family this week. So, rest in peace, Miss Bonnie. Rest in peace. Yeah, she was a sweet lady. She was a very sweet lady. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, other than the obvious sad news. <laughs> Sorry. Right from the get-go. How the rest of the week go? Yeah, it was a week. I worked. I went home. Hate the sugar beets. Repeated. I hadn't had any, any of them sugar beets this week. Why not, Benjamin? I don't know. Sometimes I don't eat sugar beets, but sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Yeah, it's just been a week. So all I know to say it's been a week. Yep. Just How working. about you, man? Work, Anything? Football, children, more work. <laughs> I did learn a pretty valuable lesson the other night. What did you learn? So yeah, on my way to my Saturday night job. Like, they don't have food there, right? Uh-huh. And so, um, the previous place I worked at, they had a kitchen. So, I was used to, like, eating during my shift or whatever. Yeah. yeah, wrong. It's not happening here. And so, uh, I could, like, the first night I was there a couple of weeks ago, um, I was starved. I was like, and so, I, when I get out, McDonald's will still be open. They're open all night anyways. <laughs> wrong. They weren't. So, I had to pull in the flash at, like, one thirty in the morning, get some Doritos. So, to combat that... Last weekend, I was like, I'll put their KFC on my way in. Yeah. 
and order, you know, a snack and a meal, and then I'll be set for the rest of the night. And so I ordered their wings. They have these uh, these fried wings now. They're great. But I specifically ordered them with no sauce because Blake's digestive tract does not handle spicy food. They put that Nashville hot on well it. Well at all. <laughs> no. No. Like spicy food for Blake is like an instant return if you get what I'm saying. Mm. So just breaded wings, right? No sauce. These jokers put some kind of hot pepper in the breading <laughs> and don't tell you that. I get three wings in next thing and my mouth is numb and on fire and I got snot and tears <laughs> pouring and yeah, I learned my lesson. You're like, so for the record, this is Old Town Road. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like hot wings, don't even order KFCs without the sauce. On the other side of that coin, I did try their chicken sandwich just because you know the whole chicken sandwich craze going on and I'm just going to throw this out there. I thought it was better. I hadn't had the Popeyes one. Yeah, I thought it was better than Chick Fil A's. Really? I'm just throw it out there. I mean, how could we forget the King of Fried Chicken? The King of Chicken. <laughs> Anyways, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, but other than that, that's pretty well. That's pretty well been it. <laughs> um, we got a show lined up for you guys this week. We got some cool things we're gonna talk about. We talk about Disney Plus every week because we. I mean, I love it. I, th- I think I have to make Ben watch it just so we can discuss the Mandalorian. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's some a couple of Disney uh, Plus rumors coming out. Some new series they're developing. Um, I'm pretty interested in one of them. Um, well, both of them. But anyways, uh, we're gonna talk about the Mandalorian again because we're gearing up for that December the 19th release of Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I know I am. I'm totally nerding out here. Ben, you are too. Just admit <laughs> oh, yeah, it. I'm, you don't have that like I'm the only I'm nerd in this excited. relationship. It's a give and take nerd them here, buddy. I bought my tickets last night. When are you going to buy your ticket? Um, Hopefully tonight. <laughs> you, you need to because somebody's going to buy that seat. And you're, anyways, I'm going to say it again, child. Anyways, so child. we're probably going to review The Mandalorian all the way up until until Star Wars, at least. Um, we got some Netflix news featuring Keanu Reeves. Who is this century's Chuck Norris? Some people say uh, one of our fa- one of my favorite movies ever. Gremlins is returning to the theater this year. Uh, for you video game fans out there, those classic Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, they're remaking them, and those are some of the greatest. Those are some, those are some very great good video, video games. Game. They are, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Georgia native Outcast has been nominated for an award. We're going to talk about that. Uh, they've released. They've had a release date for the Black Adam movie, one of the uh, yep, DC, DC comic superheroes. Uh, let's see what else we're talking about. I'm shocked that they're keep going, still going with that name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, I am too. Oh, we got some Wu Tang Clan news. It's always good when you talk about Wu Tang, Ben. I love Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go the obvious route with that one. <laughs> There's so many jokes we can make there. Um, what else we're going to talk about? Oh, our him. top five this week. We're going to talk about top five things that we're most thankful for that are entertainment related. Just because we want to be all mushy since it's Thanksgiving this week. You know what else is this week, Ben? Black Friday shopping. And I just want to say, I'm so confused. <laughs> like it used to be. The Black Friday sales start at midnight, mm-hmm. and you could go to Walmart at like 10 
and strategically place yourself around these cells. And then at midnight, they would blow this horn, signifying the start of chaos. <laughs> they would take these con- these little cardboard barriers down, and chaos would ensue. It was so entertaining to watch people beat each other up over a $2 George Foreman grill. <laughs> but now they're confusing. Now they have Black Friday sales, but they actually start them on Thursday, and they've got this sale. This- I, don't, I don't know. We might talk about some. We might not. Well, I think the violence is what's caused the precaution. It was so funny to watch. It was like a live Jerry Springer show, man. It was like, let's go watch people kill each other over a toaster. Um, Only in America. Only in America. <laughs> you sound like Solomon Kane off of Rocky Five. Only in America. You touch me and I'll sue. Touch me and I'll sue. Um, Anyways. Uh, but yeah, we got a couple things. Ben might have some... Um, What's happening? You got some what's happening? Not a whole lot going on. Uh, We did have two uh, celebrity deaths that I want to mention. We'll get to that. And uh, we may, yeah, and then we're going to do Ben and Blake recommend too. So, typical show, maybe we talk about something you like, something that's interesting. Before uh, we jump into that, we need to thank our sponsors. First off and foremost, uh, we want to thank Acme Pharmacy, Mr. Bill Murray, Ben's dad, and the Murray mm-hmm. Drug Company uh, here in downtown Homerville. They are your go-to spot for all things pharmaceutical-related. If you need your prescriptions refilled, check them out. Um, they also have a slew of other healthcare-related products and services. And Go- coffee. And coffee. <laughs> they do have coffee. They, they used to have fountain drinks. Remember those fountain drinks? Right? That was that. Yeah, they, yeah. But they do have canned drinks in there, and they'll pour you with a cup of crushed ice. It's pretty good. Do you used to make a pretty good lemonade. I don't even know if we still do that anymore. Mm, they used to make a pretty mean grilled cheese over at, Car- at Harper's. Why did I say Carter's? <laughs> do you remember when King's They're Chick used to be on the corner? Oh, right yeah, there, I bro? remember King's Chick very fondly. It was some good. And then I remember that one time there was that Taco Buds across the river where the coffee corner used to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways, yeah. <laughs> and so, anyways, reminiscent of the good old... So we just want to thank the folks down at Acme and give them a, a call at 912-487-5327. Or, uh, go by and visit them on East Dame Avenue. They're right there at the red light. You can't miss them. Uh, they're open Monday through Fridays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and then on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So check them out. We're also brought to you by Anchor.fm, your one-stop shop for everything podcast-related. Ben, the cool thing about Anchor.fm is they are easily accessible, and you can figure out they uh, they have an interface on their website. You can record straight there and use their built-in sound effects, intros, stuff of that music, and stuff of that nature. Or you can download the app like I did and not use it to record and record it somewhere else and just upload it through them. So uh, check them out, Anchor.fm. You can find their app on Apple and the Google Play Store. You ready to jump into this thing, Ben? Let's do it. Ready to ride this horse to the sun goes... Oh, that didn't sound right. That's horrible. <laughs> uh, so, now we've been harping on this for a while now just because we love it. I mean, I love it. Disney Plus released it's a couple good. of weeks ago. And um, it, since then, you know, people have been talking about because a lot of people uh, get to... I mean, get to watch all this cool stuff they watch when they're a kid. They've got a ton of stuff on there. And I did search through some of this. I watched DuckTales the other day. I watched some of the X-Men the other day. Yeah. I watched Spider-Man. I watched some, all this good stuff the other day. Yeah, I watched some of the uh, the new DuckTales. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch the new one yet. I'm going through the old ones first. Yeah. And then I watched some of the, uh, after the X-Men show, they did like a one season of a Silver Surfer cartoon for yeah. Fox. I watched a little bit of that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. But the good thing about Disney Plus is they are constantly working or so far on putting out 
because I mean, when you hear Disney, you think of like iconic stuff like Lady and the Tramp, um, mm-hmm. Beauty and the Beast, stuff of those, those cartoon like movies, Mickey Mouse stuff. But they're also putting out like some um, more relevant like live action stuff to appeal mm-hmm. to the adult crowd. Like they have, like they own Lucasfilm now and Star Wars. Yep. And they own the Marvel movies. Yep. And the Fox properties. So yep. there's a lot of like, the Simpsons are on there. All of, but anyway, yep. so they're aiming a lot if of I'm their- If I'm not mistaken, I think Disney owns ABC as well. So yeah, I don't know do. if uh, like- yeah, Big Bang Theory and all that kind of stuff. Well, and, but, but what they're doing is they're trying to market these new series and film them to draw in an adult audience mm-hmm. and to play off some of their old series. Uh, they have uh, been like, and I'm just mentioning this because of a lot of Star Wars coming up or what have you. They are um, working with Lucasfilm now to develop a Darth Maul TV series for Disney+. Plus. Nice. Now, for those of you that, uh, that don't... Um, remember Darth Maul uh, he made his first appearance in uh, the 90s and um, when they put the Star Wars prequels out yeah. he was in episode 1 The Phantom Menace he was, and he was the guy they tied almost all the marketing around when that movie came out and, and then didn't for do like anything five with it <laughs> he was only maybe like 5-10 minutes most and had like 2 lines uh, a Potential for a really great character, and then they just that's kind of like they did with uh, Emperor Snoke in the in the post yeah. trilogy or whatever. Uh, and then you know the big reveal, of course, at the end of the solo movie was Darth Maul's return because at the end of Phantom Menace we see uh, Obi Wan cut him in two with a lightsaber and throw him down this well yep. thing. But anyways, um, you know they were anticipating that he would have a bigger role or whatever, like in a sequel or whatever, and he never did. So, um, Well, now they did use him, or it was somebody from the same race as him or something in like the he Clone He was in the Wars. Clone Wars. It was Arcan, actually, yeah. Yeah, he had these like spider legs that he'd made out of like these cybernetic spider legs yeah. living in a sewer. But yeah, he was a big character. He and one of his brothers, and they brought that whole um, uh, the uh, the Mirian race up in that in the Clone Wars animated series. But um, um, so anyways, you know, they've already announced that they're making, um, they put the Mandalorian out, they're making an Obi-Wan mm-hmm. uh, series. And so now that um, they're, excuse me, that they're either going to make Maul uh, one of the main villains in the Ewan Gregor starred um, Obi-Wan series, mm-hmm. or they're going to make him his own series. The latest Intel saying that Luke and Sue was de- developing an entire series revolving around Maul for Disney Plus. And um, for, according to, um, let's see, this Lucasfilm spoiler side, they're pretty pretty confident about it. So I don't know what you think about that, Ben. Uh, well, I've, I'm cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. um, as I am with most Star Wars things in general these days. Um, but that being said, I, you know, so far the Mandalorian has been really good. Yeah. Um, I'm super excited for the, this next star Wars movie. Um, it has potential. So yeah. I've, I've, uh, I think that character has some legs spider or otherwise to it. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. So, uh, the, the details provide that this is supposedly set after the solo movie mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. So, and Sam Witwer will, uh, will return to voice Darth Maul, of course. Uh, he continued 
he he was the one that voiced him in the Clone Wars and Rebels. They don't gotcha. series. But they don't know if Ray Park's going to be back to play Maul. No, they brought Park played him in Phantom Episode Menace one. and in yeah. Solo. And um, he loves that role. So they're hoping that he will return for that. Now, the way that it. They're going. They're they're speculating that he will appear in Obi Wan, and that will lead to his series. And um, but that's about all the details they know on that right now. So, uh, Star Wars fans, you know, you got that coming up. Who knows? Maybe good. I'm ready to see what they do with the Obi Wan series. Yeah, me too. Now that Ewan McGregor is confirmed to be playing Obi Wan in that. Now, Ben, here's one that I'm really, really ex- excited about, just because I love <laughs> these movies, and I'm trying to figure out how this fits in with Fox. Uh, I mean, does it? Is it? It might be a Fox property. I believe it is a Fox property. Um, but Disney has. Let's see. I am. I'm seeing. I'm seeing if they confirmed it. Yeah, they might. They're well, anyways. They're talking about <laughs> bringing back the Predator for a live action series yeah. on Disney Plus. Now you know, there's been. Let's see. What is there? There was Predator, Predator Two with Danny Glover. Aliens there was Aliens vs Predator. Predator. There was Aliens vs Predator right. Requiem. Well, yeah. there was then the, there was Predators. Yep. And then there was the Predator. And then there was out. the Predator. So there's six of them. And there was a uh, really bad PlayStation Two game. Yeah. Predator Concrete Jungle. It was horrible. <laughs> but so there's six films, and for the most part, they were decent, except for the second one. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like Alien vs Predator Requiem either. But yeah. um. That's just me. So they're talking about revamping the series as a Disney Plus show. Uh, there's some kind of legal battle, Lumen, I don't know, it didn't say who it's against, um, over the rights of the of the series, basically. But, um, oh, because the original creators weren't Fox. Somebody else created it, and then Fox bought the rights, and now Disney, technically, through the grapevine, owns the rights. Yeah. And so... Um, that's what they're they're trying to get lined up, and now I mean it's going to have a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, the other films have been rated R, so you know I don't I don't know. Will I don't know. I I'm kind of kind of not a fan of if of them doing the PG thirteen thing with it. It almost never works out when they yeah. do that. Uh, like the PG thirteen Punisher movie we got and. Um, the PG thirteen, um, oh, what was it that they made PG thirteen and it just was not. It needed to be more. Oh, like the uh, Constantine movie. <coughs> yeah, with Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Like, eh, these these properties are are originally. They should probably stay that way. Um, well, I mean, you know, when when it comes to certain movies that you've watched. I mean, you've got to reach a certain standard to make them in or to compete with the other ones. You know what I mean? That's true. And well, the whole reason the re- reason they love to do the PG thirteen thing is so kids can go see it in the theater. Still, oh, yeah. um, they want to be able to reach that as broad audience as possible. I mean, from a marketing standpoint, it makes sense. It's I just, just think Disney wants to hurt their um that family friendly yep, reputation. Exactly. Well, but we'll see. I mean, you know. If anybody can pull it off, I'm, I'm sure Disney can, <laughs> I, I guess. We'll see. I like the Predator <laughs> movies, personally. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> like I said, except for the second one with Danny Glover and Gary Busey <laughs> in it. That one was horrible. I'm getting too old for these Predators. But the latter ones were good. The one, the Predators one with Adrian Brody in it. Yeah, that was a good movie. Pre- and um, The Predator was a good one. Yeah. Because that was a big it like showed the different species of predator yeah. like you saw that at the end of predators there were like two different 
speed, but then this one was an even bigger one. Like yeah. one they had genetically altered as well. I mean, basically the whole thing about the predators is they go out to hunt to prove their worth and then they genetically alter themselves to become the perfect predator is what their goal is. Yeah. And so yeah. But we'll see. Could be what the <laughs> it's still recording. This thing's freezing on me. <laughs> um it's still recording. Good. Uh and other Disney Plus news, Ben, did you catch the Mandalorian this week? I did. What are you thinking about? Just your overall review of that so far. What do you think? I really like I really like the show. Um I'm not I really enjoy hmm. it. I'll put I'll preface yeah. that before I finish my thought. But it Oh the one thing that this last episode, as cool as it was, it it almost felt unnecessary. I mean, I guess it was yeah. necessary to the, the overall plot was he, he had turned in the baby Yoda and then like he rescued it at the end. Spoiler, if you hadn't seen the episode. If you um, haven't watched it, you should, I mean, the new one um, comes out in two days, so... And he gets helped out by his fellow Mandalorian. At the I think end. that was the big reveal of the episode that there are more Mandalorians out there. Yeah. That even though they have qualms with each other, they still kind of stick together. Yeah. When you know when it's necessary or whatever. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, me. I think really what you know the big thing is is if you're not um, if you're not as keyed in, and I, I don't know everything about Star Wars lore exactly. like like Trey does. He's super into the lore stuff. Such a nerd. Um. Th- the Empire basically eradicated the Mandalorian. They destroyed the planet. Yeah. They destroyed the entire planet, and they did that in... It was either the Rebels or the um, Clone Wars, and one of the two. Yeah. And um, so uh, they have Mando... or Wait, was that Hando or Mando? The Mando, Mandalorian. They call, him Mando. they call him Mando, short okay. from Mandalorian. Okay. So mm-hmm. he's like... Um, he was doing business with remnants of the empire. The empire is no longer, but I mean, there's stormtroopers there. So some, some form of the empire is still surging somewhere. And, uh, they weren't crazy about him getting that money from the empire since they have a, uh, tenuous relationship with them at best. Yeah. Um, but it just, it, it felt like a sort of a real in-betweener episode, like, but I guess at the same time, you've got to get, you've got to move that story from point A to point B. Yeah. And this, the whole so. point of this was to show, um, that this, this little baby that he's turned in, he thinks they're going to, you know, to kill, you know, he, he sees some of himself in it in that, you know, he was basically left for dead as a child. Yeah. And that's about as much as his backstory as we know right now. And um, we're seeing little clips here and there. Yeah, and so he's he's got this kinship almost with this little baby Yoda, that because that's what I'm going to call it until they, we get a proper <laughs> name. Um, yeah, and so but like the care the the thing I appreciate about it the most is that it's it's doing a really good job of of world building, which is something that Star Wars used to be super great at. Yeah, and it's doing a really good job of 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 building these characters and, and sort of letting you get to know these characters and how, how they interact with this, the world that's being created. So I like it. It's maybe a little slow, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I kind of am. 
I can deal with stuff being a little slow. <laughs> but uh, it's only because you're slow. What do you think, man? Uh, I mean, I'm, I agree with you on that. My one qualm with it would be it's kind of like you said last week. It's kind of got this spaghetti western feel to it. Yeah, and uh, but the development of it is kind of slow and I know what they're doing they're, because they don't want to build this you know this excitingly motivational uh, Star Wars series to get you hooked in it when they're going to release Rise of Skywalker yeah. in less than a month and so I think like I said last week they're going to use this to build up to that and I think that that Baby Yoda character is going to play a part in this Star yeah. Wars movie because they said that they were going to release stuff on the Mandalorian that would tie into the Rise of Skywalker and the fate of the whole Star Wars universe after the Rise of Skywalker yeah. Um, but like you said, you know, they show that they hate the Empire. You know, before they used to be sworn enemies of the Jedi to the point of like creating weapons to be able to destroy Jedi. Yep. But now they hate the Empire just because they destroyed the planet of Mandalore. Yeah. And, um, and and the, and you know it showed the tension between he and the other Mandalorians because of him taking the money from the Empire. But the currency uses a metal called Beskar, yeah. and that is a metal that they stole from the planet of Mandalore. Yeah, and that's what they use to make their armor with, and all this kind of you know these weapons and everything that they use. That's what they use to do that with. Yeah, and so the Mandalorian kind of looks at it as him bringing back what's already belonged to them. Here's the funny part to me about it is people are actually online debating on whether he's Hispanic because the guy keeps calling him Mando. I was yeah. like, no, are y'all that really that crazy? <laughs> it's short for Mandalorian. <laughs> That's why he calls him that because he's the only one he knows. <laughs> and then like, and the, but we get to see these other Mandalorians and then I'm like, what's going to happen? So then he basically the Mandalorian feels remorse and feels compassion for this creature and goes back to the planet and breaks in, kills a lot of stormtroopers, kidnaps the Yoda, baby Yoda character back and attempts to leave. When he attempts to leave, he gets surrounded by these other uh, smugglers and all who are trying to keep him, you know, who are trying to claim the bounty too. And as he's having a gunfight with all of them, then these other Mandalorians come in with their jetpacks, especially that big one with that big backpack uh -huh. Gatling gun. And one of my favorite parts of it, as they're fighting and they're getting the man, they're getting him off the planet, is he makes this statement. And because you remember, I've asked for, I was like, how did Boba Fett and Django have a jetpack and he didn't have one? Yeah. And as he's flying off in his ship, the big guy flies up beside him in the rocket pack and he goes, I got to get me one of those. Yeah. And then it goes off. So I thought it was a good filler episode. And I mean, yeah. at that point, at this point in time, I think that's what they're trying to do. I think they're trying to give you enough to keep you hooked on it. Yeah. They're trying to give you enough info to build up so they don't spoil the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And then that's going to be their big reveal. And then I think the week after the rise of Skywalker, you'll see a big Mandalorian finale episode. Yeah. And two two points. Uh, one is I, I think that uh, also sometimes you lock yourself into these. Yeah. Uh, like you know, we signed a ten episode contract. That's you know? right. So you've got to make that story go for ten episode, ten hour long episodes, yeah. or however long that episode. Forty about forty two minutes. Forty two minutes. And then um, second of all. Um, he can't be Hispanic because it's in a galaxy far, far away. And <laughs> there are right. no Hispanics in the Star Wars galaxy. He might be man-Spanic. <laughs> like a Mexican so Mandalore. <laughs> so you need to... Plus, I mean, but the actor himself, he's an Hispanic guy. Yeah. So, you know. You need to I check mean, he yourself and wreck yourself, Mando. <laughs> Mando. Oh, Mandalorian. Mando Calrissian. <laughs> What's point two? Oh, I, that was the second one. I just didn't say point two. Oh. The thing about the um, 
Hispanics. So yeah, check it out. If you hadn't watched it yet, what was that, episode three or yeah, four? that's the third one. That's the third one. They're on Disney Plus. They release them every Friday. The only uh, stipulation from that being the 17th, 16th, whatever mm-hmm. the Wednesday is before that Thursday release of the um, Rise of Skywalker, they'll, they'll release episode nine that week. And the week after that, they'll put the finale out, episode 10. Of the Mandalorian, or this, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a season finale. Are they making seasons out of this, or are they just making one? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I assume if it does well enough that they will, unless yeah. unless they kill them off at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. So if you hadn't checked it out, go to the Disney Plus app and check it out. Here's the good thing about Disney Plus is it's not that expensive. If you get just Disney Plus, it's only like six bucks a month. Yeah. If you bundle it, it's twelve, and you get Disney Plus and ESPN and Hulu. If you're a Verizon Unlimited customer, you get it for free for the first year. So I check with Verizon, your cell phone provider, and I'm, they can, I'm sure, tell you how to do that. It's well worth the money, Ben. Yeah, it is. I've enjoyed it so far. I know you've enjoyed it, too. <laughs> um, new news, Ben. Keanu Reeves in talk with uh, Netflix to star in an Avengers movie. So this, I, when you mentioned that, I thought that was weird because... Mm-hmm. Uh, since the Avengers are Disney, um, that's not going to be a Disney Plus thing. No, it says right here that um, it says well, it says Avengers. Oh, like, okay, I read that wrong. My bad. <laughs> Does Ken Reeves to potentially star as superhero in Avengers duos in Netflix film? Ah, yeah, and so. Uh, the film is called uh, Past Midnight, and it's being directed by Joe and Anthony Russo. Uh-huh. That's where the Avengers thing come in at. Dang it. <laughs> but apparently, there's there's not a lot of details out about it. But um, Reeves is going to star as I'm like a vigilante superhero in this one. Well, I want to say there was an old, like an old golden age superhero called Midnight. Hmm. Um, don't quote me on that. Um, don't quote me boy because I ain't said <laughs> what song was that on Ben boys in the hood always <laughs> so check that out maybe there'll be more news out about the release date and all that later but I mean anything Keanu Reeves is golden this day right he is a shockingly good actor I think for some considering uh, that on paper he shouldn't be just as long as they keep him away from doing like English accents he, he's no bueno at that no. Whoa. I totally would like some tea and crumpets royal British dude <laughs> wolves chasing me through some sort of blue inferno <laughs> Whoa, Dante, that was most excellent. <laughs> Whoa, it's, it's just like make fun purgatory stuff and stuff. It's like the Mona of Lisa, dude. <laughs> I'm the Duke of Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, Theodore, Logan. Anyways, see, we get talking about canaries. Uh, been moving right along. One of my favorite childhood movies is coming back out. Uh, they're re-releasing the Gremlins in the theaters this yeah. Christmas for its 35th anniversary. Man, do I feel it means I was only three when it came out. <laughs> I love Gremlins. Which would have made me two. Shut up. <laughs> you just got to throw that out there, don't you? Uh, yeah. I'll always, always be younger than you, Throw Blake. that out there. But uh, yeah, Gremlins, man, it's a, it's a good movie. I liked it. It is a really good movie. About, I, I mean, this little Chinese character, little creatures. It's a Mogwai. Yeah. That, <laughs> that William Peltzer's dad, the inventor, buys from this Chinese dude. Or he actually steals it from him because he's... <laughs> 
You can never get them wet. Don't ever feed them after midnight or they turn into these green ones. Anyways, yeah. so yeah, check it out. They're, it's going to be on like a limited release. Uh, it's going to run in Regal Theaters, whatever those are, from December 5th to the 11th. <laughs> and they're going to have it on those 4DX screens. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You think the, you think Spike's actually about to get you? <laughs> you think you're going to get you? Gizmo Kaka, buddy. <laughs> or Kaka. What does he say? I don't I always thought he was, call, was calling Gizmo Kaka. But Maybe. I never really understood it because I didn't think Gizmo was cockeyed. <laughs> the little animatronic thing did not look cockeyed. <laughs> uh, if you listen to the intro, you'll hear what we mentioned Wu Tang Clan earlier. We got some Wu Tang news. Killer bees. Um, so here, Ben, listen. The Koreans, South Koreans, love Wu Tang so much. <laughs> the friendly Koreans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they love Wu Tang so much that in Seoul, South Korea, they're opening opening up a Wu Tang Clan amusement park. <laughs> oh my gosh! If they don't have a petting zoo called Wu Tang Clan, ain't nothing to duck with. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be disappointed. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh my gosh! There's so much, so much. There's so much. There's so much opportunity there. Are they gonna have a? Uh uh, like one of those rides, like the uh, Terminator ride at Universal, but it'd be like a Bobby Digital. It's OD, ride. It's ODB. And he's, and he's, <laughs> Yo, son, you riding with ODB now? <laughs> instead of like the 4DX ride shooting rain in your face, it's going to be shooting 40 ounce like malt liquor in your face. <laughs> Enter the 36 chambers. You'll bring in the ruckus, anything like that. <laughs> yeah, but this theme park is open. It's currently being developed in Seoul, South Korea. This news was revealed by uh, Vice President of Wu Tang Clan Management, Jimmy Kang. And um, of course, he had immigrated to America from Korea. And um, he's actually spearheading the project, too. And uh, they've been, he's been with Wu Tang Management since 2010. Uh, he's oversaw four clubs of theirs, independent record label in Massachusetts. And uh, but yeah, wow. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm thinking that that'd be a good place for Lynn to send us on Ben and Blake's field trip. <laughs> what you think, Lynn? I think you should send Ben and I to uh, Seoul, South Korea for the grand opening of their Wu Tang theme clim- club, theme park. <laughs> <laughs> we go live to the enter the 36 chambers one way one <laughs> I mean if we go to a Wu-Tang theme clamp I can't even you talk you can't talk bruh themed theme park then uh we might not want to come back right yeah and so you know they just celebrated the 25th anniversary of enter the 36 chambers and um out of Staten Island when well, everybody knows who Wu-Tang Clan I mean they, they have their own they have a district named after them in Staten Island the Wu-Tang district but hot, hot. oh, and they also have their very own day. November ninth is is Wu Tang day. day. So yeah, so if you're out and about in South Korea, <laughs> especially Seoul, South Korea, <laughs> be on the lookout for a Wu Tang Clan theme park. Hot take: Who's your favorite Wu Tang Clan member? Oh, dude, that's a tough one. I really <laughs> like Method Man. Yeah, you big Method Man. Yeah, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna go with Method Man on that one. I think if I had to go with one, oh, dude, now I'm changing my right. It's hard. They're, they're mostly all good. I'm a big Jizza guy, but yeah. I, that's because I loved uh, Liquid Swords. was a, was a really good. No, Liquid I'm Swords. Sure you are a big Jizza guy. <laughs> Rizza Jizza Ghostface Killer was Ghostface another good Killer's one. Good. ODB. We're too um, white to be talking about this. <laughs> they had, um, what was one? Like, you God. You that was a Inspect the deck. Inspect the deck, yeah. Raekwon the shift. I forgot about Raekwon. 
all those albums, man. You know, it's, it's something about growing up in the Wu Tang Clan. Come on, you hear that that shallowing music, and then they start rapping about uh-huh. doing crack over it. Just really motivates you to be a better person. <laughs> yeah, ODB was probably the the first. Him and Method Man were the first to get like really big out of the group. Yeah, and that's well, because ODB is ODB, crazy, man. You know, ODB is the only the only person I've ever known to. I mean, that I've known of to like m- be a millionaire from Wu Tang Clan album sales and also defrauding the state of Medicaid <laughs> at the same time. Like walking around all this money in the bank and he's still on Medicaid. How did the state not pick that up? We well, know DMX was running around masquerading as a cop and pulling people over. Yeah. <laughs> Also known a couple of people around Homerville do that when they got drunk. I'm not going to call any names because one of them's currently running for sheriff in another county. <laughs> they, had a blue, they had a blue light and they would, they'd get drunk and pull people over and like walk up to the car and then just start messing with them until the people realize they weren't really cops and then they just pull off. They do it like once and then they go ride dirt roads for a couple hours to let the heat die down before they did it again. That's how a Forensic Files episode starts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like man, you like, if they'd have done that now, somebody'd done be shot him. Uh, right. Uh, other news, Ben. You ever played Tony Hoke? Tony Hoke. <laughs> it must be It must be National Blake can't pronounce anything day. But yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one. So it's a pretty cool game, especially on PlayStation. I love those first two Tony yeah. Hawk games. Yeah. Yeah, I like Tony Hawk. And um, why is it still recording? It's like freezing and it's scaring <laughs> me over here. Uh, let's see. Tony Hawk, they put out what, five of those? Probably more than that because they also did like Tony Hawk Underground and stuff like that. You know, I want to <laughs> say they did at least seven of those games. Maybe they did Pro Hawk Skater, Pro, Pro Hawk. Pro Skater 5 killed the franchise, like totally killed it. It was the worst one. I didn't play any after that because, anyways, one and well, two. Well, I mean, honestly, what are you going to do? I mean, there's not much you can change to the gameplay yeah. in those games. It's a skateboarding game. That's right, but it's fun. Though. Oh, They've they're fun. Stuff so to fun. It, like open world environments and all that good stuff now. Plus the soundtracks are really good. Yeah, I've never really listened to those, but I mean, I'm sure they're okay. Oh, man. But anyways, new rumor doing the rounds that is that we're going to... <laughs> System of a Down. They wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> They're uh, talking about a return of the Pro Skater series. Nice. Now, I'm just thinking, like, on, on Xbox uh, One, Jonah has a he has some kind of skating game he downloaded. And it's actually pretty fun because you can, like, skate and knock people over skateboards and fight them. And that's the only <laughs> reason why he plays it. So, um, yeah, the Activision, there's plenty of remakes of Pro Skater 1 and 2. And uh, it, it could be pretty good. Should be around by August of 2020, is what they're saying. Nice. At least the first one. Nice. Did you say it was nice? This is nice. Are they going to have the all, all the old uh, I uh, think so. skateboarders like Bucky Lasik and all that? Yeah, I think so. Nice. I think so. Bucky Bretherton and <laughs> and Keanu the guy Reeves. that was famous for like pogoing on his skateboard and I can't remember his name. Off Keanu, the top of my head. Keanu Reeves. That's not Keanu Reeves. Sure it was. <laughs> well, I could totally hop on my skateboard, dude. Like I'm that Tony Falcon, dude. <laughs> Tony Falcon. Whoa. Did you see that gnarly rip he just did on that board? You remember you could unlock Spider-Man on one of those games yeah. because Activision was also making those Spider-Man games at the time? Dude, all those games back in the day from Activision had unlockable characters in them. Yeah. Like especially uh, NBA Jam. Where you could play with like, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, but the <laughs> coolest one was this dude named Little Mac. And he was just one of the game developers that wrote himself in the game. And he was the best character on there. He would shoot three pointers from anywhere. 
everywhere. <laughs> it would make them every single time. His name was Little Mac. I haven't played NBA Jam in a long time. They've got it as an. A, you can download it on the App Store now and play it. I remember that game came out when the Charlotte Hornets were actually a thing people cared about. Yeah, had Larry Johnson and all. Larry Johnson. Yeah, I used to play. I used to play with so, the. Jump. All due respect to anybody listening from the Charleston area, I'm not picking on your Hornets. Boom shakalaka. Well, it's just—I mean, seriously—you never hear anybody talk about the Hornets. Anymore. Well, they're not even around anymore. Oh, really? They moved. Well, that'd be uh, why. Lynn, didn't they sell the Charlotte Hornets to New Orleans? Didn't they become the Pelicans or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That's why you don't okay. hear about them when they're that'd not in why. Charlotte anymore. So yeah, that's probably why you hadn't heard of the Charlotte Hornets in a while. Being just <laughs> throwing that out why. there. Um, let's move on because we're like at forty minutes here. Ooh. Um, Georgia famous rap group, the Outkast. Are they have been nominated to be inducted into the 2020 class of the Songwriters Hall of Fame? Uh, other nominees include Mariah Carey, the Neptunes, and the Isley Brothers. Now, everybody knows that Outkast played a very integral part in shaping like the landscape of hip hop culture. They really brought the you know during that whole East West beef, they kind of brought the uh, Southern flavor of rap music out. And um, they're going to be honored for their contributions to music in a major way. Now, uh, they've been nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And let's see, who else? Uh, the Eurythmics are going up. Journey's going up. Um, I mean, they're, you know, like I said, they were instrumental in making Southern hip-hop mainstream. In 94, they debuted Southern Playlist at Cadillac Music, went certified platinum within a year. Uh, their other albums, Atlans and Equimini, both topped the charts and went platinum, uh, respectively, and double platinum. 2003 speaker box the love blow made his debut at number one they've also had successful singles like miss jackson bob which stands for bombs over baghdad, bombs over baghdad. <laughs> rosa parks hey y'all the way you move um if they're inducted the georgia natives will be honored at the 51st annual induction and awards gala on june 11th 2020 in new york um yeah i said let's see the neptunes motown a and r director william mickey stevenson the isley brothers uh, the Songwriting Hall of Fame is dedicated to recognizing the works and lives of those who create music around the world. And uh, I think Outkast, you know, I mean, I think that they're a worthy recipient of being inducted. Don't you, Ben? I do. And uh, speaking of that, uh, they also released the list of uh, uh, people up for nomination into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh. Uh, and here is that list. You can actually go on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame website and vote yourself if you want to. But here's the list of the people up for nomination. Pat Benatar. Oh. Dave Matthews Band. I like Dave. <laughs> Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode. The Doobie Brothers. Mm. Whitney Houston. Mm. Judas Priest. Kraftwerk. MC5. Motorhead. Nine Inch Nails. Mm, closer. The Notorious B.I.G. Yes. Rufus featuring Chaka Khan. Come on, let me uh, rock it. Let me rock it. Todd Rundgren. Soundgarden. T Rex. And Thin Lizzy. <sighs> Thin Lizzy. Ah, dust on the bottle. I like Thin Lizzy. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good. Um, yeah. I'm, I have a feeling Dave Matthews Band's going in because they have a pretty rabid fan base. Yeah. Um, the Masters of the Party Band. Um, Jam Band, whatever. I, there's some like the MC5 really deserve to go in, but I don't know if they'll get the support that they need to go in. Um, they basically invented punk rock. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but anywho, that's uh, those. You, if you want to, you can vote for those. And I think you're allowed as many votes as you want. You can keep going so. on and voting. Yep. Uh, and you get to pick five 
uh, people to to nominate. Uh, and that not that that's the the fan vote isn't the only thing that gets people inducted, but um, yeah. it is something they take into consideration. Anywho, anywho, uh, moving on. <laughs> Just trying to get through this one, get to our top five. Yep. <laughs> um, the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, released his poster being, uh, you know, he's been tasked to play Black Adam in the uh, DC superhero movie, mm-hmm. and uh, they've they've actually listed a release date of December twenty second, twenty twenty one, and um, they released some concept art showing him as Black Adam. So that should be uh, fairly interesting. <laughs> Excuse me. Where you got anything to say about Black Adam? I do. Um, it's a character I've always liked. Um, yeah. Um, he's essentially he is a a failed uh, first attempt at a Shazam yeah. character. He was he was given the powers of the wizard Shazam before Billy Batson, long before Billy Batson was like ancient Egypt long. Yeah. Um, but he his power sort of went to his head. And he basically became like a dictator in this uh, this country of if pronouncing it correctly, Kondok. Mm-hmm. Um, I also heard a little rumor mill on this movie is that uh, they will be introducing the Justice Society of America huh. uh, in this, which is the first superhero team uh, ever in the history of superheroes, uh, and that, and with a heavy emphasis on the character of Doctor Fate. Which is essentially the uh, the DC Universe's version of Doctor Strange, um, although Doctor Fate predates Doctor Strange by a good thirty years. Yeah. Um, uh, but he was always a pretty cool character. I'm more of a Doctor Strange guy, but I like Doctor Fate too. Um, so that ought to be interesting if that uh, indeed happens. Plus, The Rock is going to knock that out of the water. I mean, he just is. Um, so oh. that's what I got on that. That's all you got. Um, da, 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 da. so Ben, since it is uh, Thanksgiving week and we've already discussed Black Friday, um, I tell you what, I'm gonna I, just to satisfy what we were just talking about, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and go into Ben Blake recommend. And my recommendation is going to be about three or four of them this week. So, uh, you go ahead and give us your recommendation first. Mine is I'm gonna I'm doing another comic book. Um, what nerd? And another Marvel comic book at that nerd. Um, um, in Nerds. the mid 2000s, 2005, somewhere around there, uh, there was a, a She-Hulk series that came out mm-hmm. written by Dan Slott uh, that actually got broke up into two separate series because Marvel does that kind of stuff sometimes and it's infuriating. Um, but it was really good. It was it was funny, but it was. But it was a well-written series. Dan Slott has gone on to be one of the more one of the bigger writers at Marvel. He's writing. Mm-hmm. He wrote Amazing Spider-Man for a long time, and he's writing Fantastic Four currently. Uh, and he wrote a, a really good Silver Surfer series as well. But but his She-Hulk series, I think, is my favorite. Um, it really dives into uh, the Jennifer Walters character. And if they're smart when they do this She-Hulk series on Disney Plus. They'll take a lot of their uh, inspiration from this run. In this in this series, Marvel comics are a thing, and and they are admissible in court as uh, as documents. Yeah. So they have like an entire runs of like all of Marvel's comics, like in the basement of the law office. Jennifer Walters, who is She Hulk, is a lawyer. 
Yep. Uh, but she prefers being She-Hulk to being Jennifer Walters because she gets to be more outgoing and and she's kind of a mousy, quiet person as her general self. Uh, and they sort of explore that, like her coming to terms with it, like liking Jennifer Walters as well as She-Hulk. And, uh, and it's a really good book. Um, it happened around the same time Civil War, the Civil War was happening in Marvel Comics. Yeah. So there, there's a, some stuff that takes uh, takes place at the same time as. Uh, so that that would be my pick. It's really it's a really good. It's it's too short. It you can it's pretty easy to pick up. They released it, I think, in two or three big volumes of trade paperbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I bought it when or was getting it when it was coming out. So I've got all the issues from that, but. Uh, it's just a really good book, and it's it's one of the it's one of the things one of the series I always point to for like like a lot of people think well, She Hulk that's just that's not a good character. It's like no, I disagree. It's a very good character. Here's why. Read this. <laughs> Read so, this comic book. So if you want to get if you want to bone up for the She Hulk series coming to Disney Plus, that that is a great place to start. Bone up. Bone up on your She Hulk. Yeah, I've never really read comic books. Not that, not as, yeah, not yeah. as adamantly as you have. Well, I, I sort of fell into it by accident almost, and uh, it took over my life for a couple of years. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, my recommendation this week, Ben, <clears throat> it's, it's not going to really be anything cool at all. So since I was saying, since it's <laughs> well, mine's not <laughs> well. <cool>. Like <laughs> before we started this, I told you I'd for, totally forgot to do my recommendation. But then I was like, you know what? This whole list that I'm about to read, it can totally be my recommendation. So that's what I'm going to do. So <laughs> since it's Thanksgiving week this week, since Black Friday is coming up, and you're going to be looking for things to buy, and the whole purpose of Black Friday is to get a great deal on crap that you're not going to use anyways. I've reviewed products that I may or may not have on my wish list, on my Amazon list, and I'm going to recommend to you right <laughs> now. All right, the first one of these recommendations, Ben, do you like meat waffles? Do I like meat waffles? Do- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you said. No. <laughs> what do I, what do I oh ask me again, God. what is it I'm supposed to like? Okay. <laughs> meat waffles? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and there's our Freudian slip of the day, folks. <laughs> Do you like to eat waffles? Why, yes, I do. <laughs> a meat waffle. Um, so if you go on Amazon, now here, granted, here's my stipulation for this list. Everything on this list is under 50 bucks. Ooh. Totally under 50 bucks. You can get a Death Star waffle maker if you're a Star Wars fan. It's just going to make your waffle look like a Death Star. <laughs> That's what it but does. But if you're a super nerd like I am, you know what? I mean, why not have a Death Star Waffle maker, you know what I'm saying? Which all that means is Pop Tarts get on your game and make those Han Solo and Carbonite Pop Tarts. What? I wonder if you could cook a Pop Tart on a waffle maker. I know you can take those cinnamon rolls yeah. that come in the little the little pack yeah, at the and store, like mash them down, put them on that bad boy. <laughs> yes, sir. God. All right. So here, here's my second one: a, <laughs> a Play-Doh Mega Pack, forty three ninety two. Okay, thirty six cans. Different varieties of Play-Doh. Why would you not want that much Play-Doh, Ben? <laughs> if, you go, if you're going to get into the Play-Doh game, you might as well go big. That's right. Here's another one. Best Bluetooth headphones that won't break your wallet. They're made by a company called Sensor. They're $32.97. 
they are very comparable to the Beats. Nice. There, I said it. Don't let Dr. Dre and Apple rip you off anymore because <laughs> you can get these cheap ones. I'm going through this list really quick because there's some crap on here that I didn't like. And there's a lot of crap on here that I did like. <laughs> uh, no. There's a pillowcase that smells like weed. No. All right. So if you like to drink... <laughs> not worn <laughs> here. No. Not going there. Okay, so if because you like... that's the best thing about weed is how it smells. Yeah. It's like smell like a skunk's butt. Anyways, so if you like to drink coffee and you like to creep people out, there's a Nicolas Cage coffee mug. And I'm going to show it to you right now, Ben. <laughs> like the coffee mug is just his face. Fourteen ninety five. Check it out. I don't know why these are on my list, but they are, and I like them. All right, you ready for this next one? Sure. Back on waffles again. Not meat waffles, but regular <laughs> waffles. This is called a happy little waffle maker. You had to get where I'm going with that? Bob Ross. A Bob Ross waffle maker, <laughs> baby. $34.95, and it looks like Bob Ross, like, dying, but it's Bob Ross nonetheless. Aw. I mean, I'm sorry that Bob Ross had to die. But <laughs> to make these delicious waffles. Everybody's got to die. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> Jesus, with all the death we've had around here lately. All right. Maybe the Lord won't strike me for picking fun of the dead. Anyways, so... Here's another thing, Ben. Most people that I talk to that like Lucky Charms cereal don't care about the Lucky. They just like the charm. They like yep. the marshmallows. You can get an eight-pound bag of nothing but the marshmallows. $34.29. How'd your fat boy feel about that one? You just got diabetes all over again, didn't you? Oh, I got double diabetes. Double the beatus. Let's see. Where's the next one? Number 10. Have you ever went to the bathroom and just thought, I wish I could get my butt a little bit cleaner? You ever thought about that, Ben? Sure. We Man, all who, have. Ha, who, who wants to walk around with a stinky hole? You know what right? I'm saying? Wow. I just said stinky hole. All right, so you can go on Amazon, <laughs> and you can get a bidet to install in your crapper for $32.50. Hmm. Bring that Stone Age toilet into the future. Squirt your booty with some water and clean that mug right on <laughs> off. Freshen up your hole. I just said hole again, <laughs> again on the podcast. Here's another one for the fat people in the room. I like gummy bears. What is there not to like about gummy bears? You can go on Amazon and buy the world's largest gummy bear. Ah. Uh, did you hear what I said? I did hear what you said. Five pounds, one gummy bear. 14 is equivalent to 1,400 regular size gummy bears. It only comes in cherry flavor. $19. I got a friend who, uh, who takes his gummy bears and he like melts them down and he uses them for like mixed drinks. Never thought about that. I said, do you call it gummy berry juice? Because you should. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. For the inner Star Wars nerd out there, a Bluetooth speaker that looks like R2-D2. I don't even need to explain it anymore. <laughs> you can download a companion app and you can control this joker with your smartphone or tablet and make him roll around. 37 bucks. Really? And number one, being you ready for this? Here's the thing I'm most excited about because I have kids that I like to torture and pester and everything else. Let me scroll back down to it because I don't want to get it. Where did you go, you dirty Judas? <laughs> it's right here. Okay. You ever had a Nerf gun war, Ben? Uh, yeah. What's the number one problem you face when you have a Nerf war? Running out of Nerf bullets. Running out of darts, Nerf bullets. Well, with this Nerf gun called the Judge, part of the Nerf Doomlands line, you ain't got to worry about that. This bad boy's got a 30 dart drum on it. Dang. It's as big as my head. It's like you're carrying an uh, ogre's water head around. $24.99. $24.99. You're welcome. That's Ben Blake's recommendations for the week. Sweet. Go back and listen to him. Go to Amazon. Buy yourself some of this junk. Nothing I told you was over 50 bucks. Not the first one. Not and a I'm going to get a Bob Ross waffle maker. That'd be as creepy to eat Bob <laughs> Ross's face. Er, day. No, I'm saying happy little waffle. 
All right, we're going to get out of here and hear from one of our sponsors. We'll be right back. Bleh, 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 bleh. We'll be right back with Ben Blake's Excellent Podcast Adventure, whatever we're calling this thing. I can't even get it out. I'm not going to try to redo it again. <laughs> Excellent Adventure Podcast and our top five list. Don't go anywhere. Stay right chill. Today's podcast is brought to you by the fine folks at Acme Pharmacy. Acme Pharmacy is located at 18 East Dame Avenue in Homerville. And they are your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical and healthcare product-related needs. Bill Murray, the owner, and his staff are always waiting with a smiling face and a warm welcome to make you feel like part of the family. They're open daily from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., and are closed on Sunday. That's Acme Pharmacy at 18 East Dame Avenue in Homerville. You can give them a call at 912-487-5327. Welcome back to Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast. Ben, the time we've all been waiting for Thanksgiving week, and so we decided this week we're going to talk about the top five things that we're most thankful for that are entertainment-related. So without further ado, take it away, Ben. My number five is, uh, so if you haven't been able to figure it out, comic books, big part of my, uh, big part of my journey <laughs> as a human being. Um, I got into them at a young age. Uh, my grandma's house up in uh, Calhoun, Georgia, with my my uncle's old comic books were still up there, and we used to to go up there and read those comics. And it was predominantly DC comics from the sixties. Um, and it wasn't Superman, it wasn't Batman, hmm. it wasn't even Green Lantern. It was, that was the character that really, really, really grabbed my attention right off the bat. It was the Flash. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the flash, uh, ever since. Um, yeah, yeah I, I love those old sixties flash comics are great. And that's really what got me into reading comics. Huh. Um, I like. I mean, there was some Batman and Superman stuff and I read them and liked them too, but it, the flash was the first character that I really was drawn to. Um, of course it would be, it'd be years before the flash was such a good book that I would read it on its own again. But, um, but it was really those old silver age flash comics. Huh. Uh, and I also, I mean, I also liked like the metal men, which is a char- bunch of characters. Most people don't know these days, the Legion of superheroes. Um, but I love the flash. He was good. I love seeing captain cold and heat wave and, yeah. uh, mirror master and all those characters, all those villains that I always loved, even though, uh, they weren't, taken as seriously as like Batman's villains. Um, the Pied Piper, all kinds of great characters. Um, so I, my f- number five is I'm very thankful for those old silver age flash comics. They, uh, they, they got me into reading comic books and I've never stopped really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been Outside of, for a while. of pockets of time where I wasn't reading them, but um, <laughs> you were thinking about reading them. I'm thinking about reading you them. Dirty comic book whore. <laughs> What's your number five? Um, my number five is going to be a duo here. Um, I'm thankful for two specific um, artists, if you will. As you know, Ben, you know, a lot of people that know me know, I'm going to let that phone ring because everybody else is gone. <laughs> Doors are locked. Um, I'm a musician, and I play a couple of different instruments. My main instrument is a guitar, and um, 
I got I, I wanted to learn that after listening to what to one of these and then the other one like really kind of pushed me on to another level after I'd kind of stalemated and uh, I, I got my first guitar when we was in sixth grade I took guitar lessons from Ken Jones mm-hmm. after listening to uh, Dave Matthews the first album I don't know if I forget what it's called it's the one that Back You Up was on it was the first album he released I think I always think of the first one as being under the table and dreaming. No, but it's, but it's not. not. The first I can't one. think. Of, I can't think of the name of it. But it was specifically the song "Back You Up" and Dave's playing style that kind of um that kind of made me want to learn how to play guitar. I mean, I heard the people play guitar, and I mean, it was just the same old stuff over and over again. But when Dave Matthews played, it was something different. It was like he was reinventing the art, if you will, because of his chord progressions and his um, the, his chord structure, if you will, and the different ambient sounds that he got. That's what really drew me in and made me want to learn how to play guitar. Yeah. <clears throat> and then from there on out, like after I kind of learned some of his stuff, then I, I mean, I kind of stalemated and got an interest. And then when John Mayer came out, mm-hmm. it kind of did because I love bluesy music. I love that bluesy rock, those bluesy riffs. Like for me, it's more than the sound of the music, but it's the movement of the music that really draws me in. And um, yeah, so that's one thing. One thing for Dave Matthews and John Mayer. <laughs> I'm not lose street cred for that, but um, yeah, that's my number five. What you got at Folded House? My number four is uh, one of the pivotal moments uh, for me as a child was the the Christmas that we got our Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh, uh, yeah. And the very first game I ever played for that Nintendo is obviously Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it yeah. came with the system. It was the Super Mario Brothers slash Dunk Hunt, uh, Duck Hunt uh, cartridge. Uh, and I love both of those games. Um, neither one of them are probably my favorite game at this point, even Nintendo game. <coughs> but yeah. um, I just remember like that changed. That Nintendo changed everything. Like, totally did. Like I don't think we went. We never had. Didn't have a video game system. Yeah. After that, because you know the next the next was like Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo sixty four, PlayStation. Because there's so Xbox. many memorable games yeah. that we played on that. Thing, oh God, dude. yeah. And there's some games that I know I even know aren't that great a game, but I have such fond memories. Yeah, of. I love the Friday the Thirteenth game for the Nintendo. That was okay. I, it was. It was I okay. know it's not a good game, but it was okay. <laughs> but I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that ET game that was horrible. Ugh. That was for the Atari. Though. That was for the Atari. Yeah, I I missed the boat on the Atari, but the Nintendo. I had um, an Atari. After the Nintendo yeah. came out, <laughs> it was horrible too. After the Nintendo came out, it was terrible. Top four Nintendo games being you ready for this? Sure. Mike Tyson's Punch Out, mm-hmm. Excite Bike, mm-hmm. Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. That's a great Super game. Tech Mobile. Super Tech Mobile was your favorite all the time? All right, there we go. So um, you got lucky that time, buddy, because it didn't record your singing. <laughs> but uh, and I'm not going to say that they're my favorite games in that order, but, but that's they are the, the ones. four that I remember playing them. Ah, oh, shh, doo doo. But I slipped. Got throw Contra in there too, <laughs> but yeah, Contra, Super Techno Bowl, Mike Tyson Punch Out, Excite Back, and Kung Fu. Kung Fu. I just like to do going, and then like if you didn't kick him fast enough, like they would pile up on you and you had to kick off for him. But dude, golly, the Ninja Turtle games were great. They're so <laughs> it's hard. Mega Man. It's hard to pick. I can't for. say it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna rescind that list. I can't say they're my favorite. <laughs> we might maybe we'll save that for a list. Maybe we can do a top five. five. That is a good one. Yeah, that might be what we do next week. Okay. Thank you for suggesting that. Yeah. Oh man, this is this this is a tough list for me to comprise. <laughs> and so, honestly, didn't write anything down. I'm pulling these straight off the top of my head. Uh, my the number four thing that I'm thankful for, entertainment wise. <laughs> 
It's Sylvester Stallone. Because even though they're cheesy now looking back, and even though, you know, you watch them as an adult and you realize, wow, what the crap did I like? His movies, dude, his Rambo movies and his Rocky movies, I feel like came at a point in American culture when they needed to because as hokey as they are looking back now he addressed some really important issues like the first Rambo movie addressed how um, we handled Vietnam the soldiers returning back from Vietnam and um, and it touched home on a lot of of the dark things that they deal with and um, so yeah those the Rocky movies dealt with you know overcoming and blah 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 this anyways I like the Rocky and the Rambo series all of them even though he's still making the movies and he should have stopped a long time ago but yeah that's weird but I'm thinking for Sylvester Stallone and his movies yeah they're great those Rocky and Rambo movies are great (laughs) never thought a boy would say like my movies better than anybody else yo yeah yeah you know they're great they're fantastic (laughs) (laughs) told you he's gonna love my movies anyways what you got number three man my number three is a uh, shout out to uh, Carl Weathers in the Mandalorian. Yeah, did you so. see the meme where they where he like slid three pucks at the? Did you see that the Mandalorian? No, he's like uh-uh. he slid three pucks. He's like, I have three bounties that I want collected. They all got to be cold when they come in. One of them was Apollo Creed. One of them was no, I mean, one, I'm sorry. One of them was Avin Drago. One of them was the Predator, and the other one was the Alligator from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, what's your number three, dude? My number three is um, so. Um, you know, we're living in the golden age of television. Sure are. Now. Um, there's just so many options. There's no way to watch everything, unfortunately. It's just impossible. Um, but the first television show that I ever watched and took seriously um, that wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon, that wasn't Muppet Babies or something like that, was um, was The Twilight Zone. I've mentioned it before on this show. I remember hearing uh, my parents talk about episodes of the Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. and I was always like, oh, this sounds like just the greatest. It sounds so awesome. And when they finally started rerunning it on television again, uh, I would watch it whenever I could, and it became the first TV show I really got like ex- obsessed with. And it's to this day is still my favorite television show of all time. And um, I just I love that show. And uh, that's sort of what got me even interested in like keeping up with that sort of stuff. Hmm. Um, so I, Rod Serling in the Twilight Zone gets my uh, number, number three? three slot. You put that number three, I'm interested to see where your list goes. There's no <laughs> rhyme or reason to my list this week. So for my number three, and uh, I don't even know what I'm going to pick yet, but I'm trying to decide right now. Okay, so maybe I do. So my number three um, is something that's obviously very important to me, and I still really don't know what it is, so I'm just <laughs> rambling. Why didn't I write my list this week? What did I pick? I picked Rocky. I picked, um, what was my number five? Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews. So that's movies. And so, oh, okay, here we go. Um, I'm also an avid nerd, total nerd. And um, one of the things I love doing is reading and um, mm-hmm. I love literature as a form of entertainment. So on that note, my number three is I'm thankful for J.R.R. Tolkien, Tolkien. Uh, creator of the Sumerian, Lord of the Rings trilogy, the whole Middle Earth, whatever you want to call it. Uh, because, um, and here's the reason why, and I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be thankful for two. I'm going to be thankful for Tolkien and C.S. Lewis 
because C.S. Lewis wrote several great books, some of my favorites being the Chronicles of Narnia, that mm-hmm. seven or eight book series. And here's why. Because they tackled religion in an entertaining way, and a lot of people don't even realize that when they're reading the books, yeah. especially the whole Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. But, I mean, throughout The Lord of the Rings, you still get the whole light versus dark, and the inherently light always light always drives out darkness. Yep. That's what you get from them. So growing up through my childhood, reading the books, reading the Chronicles of Narnia, reading... Um, Especially the Lord of the Rings trilogy, dude. I can remember reading The Hobbit, um, being uh, afraid of the guy that that they meet before they go into the elvish woods mm-hmm. that turns into a bear. Um, you know, reading that whole thing, reading about smog and the desolation of smog and how they resolved that with the Battle of the Five Armies into the Lord of the Rings, how we read about Bilbo's quest. And there was so much they left out of those books. One of my favorite parts was where at the beginning of the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they go through this this place that's inhabited by what they call the Barrow Whites. Mm-hmm. And they're like these ghostly creatures that come out of these foggy barrows at night. Yeah. And they're like, steal your soul and crap like that. And then they run into this character named Tom Bombadil. Yep. And Tom Bombadil was probably my favorite character in the books and he didn't even make the <laughs> GD movie. So anyways, but it's reading those tales throughout my childhood and growing up on that stuff, you know, that 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 um that really forged in me an appreciation for like deep literature and like, you know, understanding thematic elements and stuff of that nature. And it's a trait that I still carry with me today because I still love to read. Yeah. So um excuse me. Yeah, my number three is J.R. Tolkien and J.R.R. Tolkien and nice. C.S. Lewis. What's your numero deuce, Ben? My numero deuce is uh, Star Wars. Ah, I knew it. Star Wars uh, mm. shape. Even though I can be very critical of Star Wars stuff, and I, the people are like, "Ooh, maybe you're not a real Star Wars fan." I was like, "No, I am. I just." But that doesn't mean I can't call them out on stuff I don't like either. Exactly. I don't have to love everything they do. Oh, super fan, ho. But um, oh, I said ho. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ho, 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 though. For all the hoes that I might have offended. Um, if it weren't for the Star Wars movies, I probably wouldn't have gotten into movies in general hmm. like I did, which is saying something because I decided to go to school for that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a big deal for me. Um, I can't tell you how many times, and this is why I was kept hoping when Disney Plus started that they would, uh, you would be able to stream like the All movies in the original, like before the Lucas edits, because yeah. uh, I still that's my favorite versions of those movies, and um, and you can't get them on like Blu-ray or DVD. Um, I, I take that back. I do have DVDs with those versions on them. Um, JD Hart needs to return to me. <laughs> Yeah, Jennifer, we're on to you. <laughs> um, but um, I, uh, I mean, there's, there's such there's such fun movies, and um, they set me on a course that, for good or worse, for good or bad, like shaped me as a human being. So, um, so Star Wars is maybe should have been number one, but um, but this is my numero two. What's your numero two? Oh, okay. My number two is um East Coast West Coast beef in the nineties during yeah and rap music <clears throat> because um I've I've always been an appreciator of all forms of music mm-hmm. and before the, I mean now rap music had you know it's 
it had its place, but it didn't have its predominant place. Mm. And um, when the East Coast West, West Coast beef happened between uh, Tupac and Notorious B.I.G., rap really took you know a front seat. And I like some of that good old '90s rap music. Yeah, and like it, it really drew people's attention to the differences in the sound of East Coast versus West Coast but it also opened the door for other acts like Wu-Tang to come in out of the North and Outkast to step up from the South which also brought us like the Jay-Z's and the Ludacris and Young Jock and like all these other rappers that we might not have ever been made aware of or privy to until this big battle started happening and we already had our Snoop Dogg and stuff like this but all these other great actors are actors Rappers, <laughs> rappers like outcasts that we just mentioned who are in, being inducted into the you know into the songwriters hall of fame or at least being nominated <laughs> yeah well, I'm, I'm being nom- they're being nominated to be inducted but i mean still that's an accomplishment yeah because a lot of my childhood memories because i listen to everything yeah has a lot of their music in it and so i'm thankful for that beef because if it wasn't for that back in two we might not have a lot of these really cool songs that we listen to today right so yeah thankful for that so thanks Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac for killing each other so we can have great music <laughs> allegedly the um, whatever <laughs> my number one Here we is go. Uh, it's the Beatles <sighs> the Beatles were the I should have saw it coming right <laughs> there there is no other musical act that had a bigger impact on me than the Beatles and, and one yep. could argue for days about whether or not they're the greatest band of all time or not it doesn't matter. Um, their impact is ridiculous. Like what? There wouldn't be much of anything um, without the Beatles from a pop music standpoint. Um, and they just happen to be my favorite. Um, I to this day I can I know I, I can put on a Beatles album, any of them, and then just like, yep, this is what I'm going to do for the next. 40 something minutes you know this is i'm gonna just sit here and listen to this and i'm gonna be perfectly okay with that uh very rarely is there a song i don't like although that don't i won't sit here and say i think every one of their songs is great (laughs) but um the sheer volume of great songs that they wrote in such a small amount of time is unparalleled nobody has really been able to touch it um so they, the Beatles, they were the first band for me that I really got into. You know, I'd heard other stuff too, and I was fans <coughs> of it. But, but the Beatles stuck out, and uh, to this day, they're still my favorite band, mm-hmm. and they had a big, big influence on me. So mm. the Beatles, I'm thankful for the Beatles. That's great. I kind of saw that one coming. Too. <laughs> you're pretty predictable in your old age. <laughs> uh, my number one is your number two. Yeah. And um, that's Star Wars franchise, George Lucas, the whole nine yards. And here's the reason why. Because that entire franchise has been heavily involved in my childhood, my preteen, my teenage years, and even now that I have my own children yep. that I can share the entire experience with. That's why I like Star Wars. I can remember watching the original trilogy when I was young. I can remember loving those movies and watching them over and over and over again. I can remember when the announcement that the prequel trilogy was going to come out when we were yep. in high school, <laughs> being excited over watching those and dressing up with Jed and buying lightsabers from Walmart and lightsaber parking lot, lightsaber fighting in the parking lot of the theater <laughs> while we were watching episode one, episode two. 
um, watching episode three with my brother, the build up to that one, and then watching the whole six part series again, and then with my children, especially Jonah, because Lily don't care anything about him or Clea, <laughs> but with the um, addition of the post, I guess, trilogy, if you will, the last yeah. three, um, even into some of the other standoffs like Rogue One and Solo, which I hadn't watched yet, but um, like the Rebels, the um, Clone, Clone Wars, Wars animated series, just that whole franchise, dude, has been around through like the thick and the thin. It's constantly slung out bangers and good things to watch and enjoy, and I, I'm glad that I get to share something. Not only do I get to share something from my childhood with Jonah, but the newer ones put it in a more relevant way that he can appreciate too and he loves the old movies well and also you know it's not just the movies you know you got video games you know the books the the old republic all of that dude yeah and so yeah that's why i like star wars now i do have an honorable mention what's that just for my haters out there that's pearl jam <laughs> They're probably tied at number one. I don't even, I don't even have to go into why. Y'all guys know I love Pro Jimmy and my affinity for the band. <laughs> love all their albums. I love all their music. If you notice when we did our top five list of albums that we didn't like by bands we love Pearl Jam wasn't on there. You know why? Because <laughs> we don't have an album that I don't like. <laughs> Me and Leon actually wondered before that uh, uh, we recorded for that one. We wonder if Blake is going to have a Pearl Jam album to put on there. <laughs> no, he's not. You know why? Because I like all their albums. That's <laughs> how dedicated of a fan I am. They so are thank all you, pretty Eddie good. So. <laughs> and Jeff Ament and the rest of the band. I love you guys. Thank you for being the best rock band ever. You got any honorable mentions? I just had to throw that out there. Excuse me. Uh, well, you know what? We talked before the podcast. I thought I'd talked about throwing uh, Hulk Hogan on the list. Uh, um, because if it hadn't been for Hulk Hogan uh, when I was a kid, I probably wouldn't have got into uh, pro wrestling like I did. Um, like I did, um, um, which is funny because like he's probably wouldn't even make my top ten now. Like just thinking about it, like but he was the first wrestler that I was a huge fan of. So you, you gotta you gotta mention him. So uh, I guess Hulk Hogan would be my honorable mention, brother, brother, Terry Belea, brother. What you gonna do? <laughs> We got a new printer up front. It's a brother printer. So when I was installing, Lars like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm installing this brother printer." <laughs> wow, that's been our top five list. And so, like Ben said, hey, keep ringing. We're not answering. Nobody here. We know home. We not answer telephone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyways, uh, next week, join us back. Our top Ben. We're going to talk about our top five original Nintendo games. I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to talk about them and why they're our top five favorite. I've already about to give you my. Well, I'm going to have to read. I'm going to have to take a look. Yeah. I'm about to step back to the look here and see what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, check it out. Ben, uh, you got any what's happening going on? I do. We also, uh, we got two, um, I say they're celebrities. They're not, neither one of them are huge names, but um, uh, the actor Michael J. Pollard passed away this last week. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to be a big deal at one point and it just never happened, but he did do... Uh, he was in Bonnie and Clyde. He was in a very famous episode of Star Trek. Um, he was in Scrooged. He played the uh, the homeless man that that uh, freezes to death. Yeah, in Scrooged. Um, so Michael J. Pollard, rest in peace. Um, he was in one of those crappy Sleepaway Camp sequels. Um, uh, also, uh, cartoonist Gayan Wilson passed away. Uh, now, most of you aren't going to know that name. 
but he was a very popular cartoonist who had a big influence on guys like Gary Larson, who did The Far Side. Um, he did cartoons for like Playboy and The New Yorker, and it was this real kind of um, warped sense of humor that uh, he would use in these strips. And they're, they're, a lot of them are really funny, but they're strange. Um, and he was influenced by guys like Charles Adams, the guy who created the Adams family in his cartoon strips and stuff like that. And, uh, and he was a really good cartoonist and he's no longer with us. So, um, Hmm. I think that those, they deserve to be mentioned. Um, and the only real what's going on that I could come across that I hadn't already mentioned or written far enough away that I want to save it for other weeks is, uh, on November 29th in Atlanta, Collective Soul is going to be playing, oh. <laughs> and uh, Collective Soul. You going to see their world below? <laughs> it's just the world I know. The uh, walk upon high, as I step to the edge, and see my world full of hoes below. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny that we went there instead of doing Shine, which is yeah. the biggest hit. Well, I actually Ooh. just listened to The World I Know earlier when I was pulling up to the <laughs> office. It was so fresh. Um, you know, what's funny is they, for a band that, like, doesn't really get the res- get any respect from, like, critics and whatnot, they had, like, a bunch of hits. Like, they were big. Yeah, they were pretty uh, good. And from Georgia. Um, so, yeah, yeah, if, you, if you're... Uh, you want to go catch you some collective soul they'll be playing in atlanta on the 29th that's cool collective whole soul (laughs) like a band with collective soul and courtney love will be collective whole (laughs) and that does not sound child friendly at all (laughs) so if you hear of that join union don't ever go see that band because they're gonna be bad for your Anyway, stop, Blake. Stop, stop, stop it. That has been another episode of Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast. <laughs> you got anything else you want to add this week, dude? No, that's it. I don't either. You know, I just want to say it's Thanksgiving, and I'm going to put this out there because we haven't talked about it in a while. It's Thanksgiving, so if you have family close enough that you can go see, take time out of your busy freaking schedule. Stop what you're doing. Don't get so caught up in Black Friday and all the shopping that you don't spend time with your family. Because like Ben said earlier, you know, a very lovely lady in our community who was healthy as an ox a couple weeks ago is now gone because you never know what's going to happen. Ben and I have both dealt with personal loss throughout our lives and you just never know when one day somebody's going to be there and the next day they're not and then you always have those regrets. So please take time this week. Um, If it's not just a few minutes if you can't see them, call them at least. And um, and let people know that you love them, that you're thankful for them. Yep. Also on that note, if you're out there and you're by yourself and you're listening to this and you have to spend the holidays alone, don't get in your head and let you don't let your mind get to you. Okay. Reach out and call somebody. Call me, 912-520-8831. There's my cell phone number. If you get yourself alone, you feel down and you feel like you just can't take it anymore, call me. I'll talk to you. I'd a lot rather listen to you complain about what's going on in your life than I would listen to your eulogy. Yeah. Just going to throw that because mental mental illness is real. Depression and anxiety are real, and they're always worse around the holiday times. So trust me, I'm being very passionate about this because I hate it because I've dealt with both of them, and I yeah. still deal with both of them. Yeah. And I know what it's like to struggle with this crap alone, and I, d- I hate for people to think that they've got to go through that alone. So you've got my number, 912-520-8831. Reach out to somebody. Get some help if you need it. Don't spend the holidays alone and get down in the bottom again. You want to throw anything in on that? I know it was a tangent. I didn't want no, to no, no, that. that's fine. Yeah, I, you know, yeah, don't, I, there's nothing I can say that you didn't. 
Um, but I mean, just what you said about Thanksgiving though is, is very true. You know, we, we have a tendency to shift our focus onto the things that aren't as important, um, around this time of year. Um, Thanksgiving, the whole idea of Thanksgiving, honestly, is to be about being with your family. That's right. That's, that's the idea. And not even your family, your community. <laughs> really, right. it's a, the Thanksgiving is all about communities coming together and celebrating with each other. Um, didn't didn't end the best <laughs> for some of for some, but that's not the point. The point <laughs> is, the, is that that is the idea of what Thanksgiving is supposed to be. That's right. Um, so, you know. Shopping is all well and good, and it's great that you can get a TV for like 15 bucks, but or whatever. But you know, maybe if you can incorporate that into some family time, you yeah, know, that'd do be something, great. Um, do that. So, everybody have a good Thanksgiving. <clears throat> I'm just be honest, I'm gonna hang out with my family all day, and I'm gonna eat like like a very fat, hungry person. I'm going to go into a coma from <laughs> I'm all the eat, food. I'm going to go into a coma. I'm going to wake up, eat some more, and go back into a coma, <laughs> and probably eat some more. I'm going to, oh, God, I don't even want to think about how much I'm going to eat this weekend. It's going to happen, though. And, you know, here's the deal. We got all these people out crying about Thanksgiving. We need, don't need to celebrate the oppression of the Indians by the pyramid. You know how many times I've talked about an Indian or a pilgrim at my Thanksgiving dinners? <laughs> Never Not once. the first time. <laughs> Come on, people. I mean, it might, it's a sad part of our history. It is what it is, and I'm sorry because I have Indian blood in me. But when Thanksgiving gets, I'm not sitting around crying about all that that happened. I'm thinking about eating and seeing my people that come to town that I hadn't seen in forever, and that's what it's about for me. So spend time with your people, call your people, find some people. If you yeah. ain't got some people, come call me, and you come hang out with my people. <laughs> you might regret it later, <laughs> but you can do it. <laughs> and you might end up in a mental hospital if you hang out with this bunch. But you can hang out with my people. Let me tell your people. To call my people. <laughs> we can be people. <laughs> I'll remix Biggie Smalls out there. Yeah. Anyways, you got anything else? Nah, man, that's Well, it. did this been another exciting adventure of Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure Podcast. I don't really have anything else to add. We pretty much covered it all today. Um, check us out on the social medias on Twitter at Excellent Dudes. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure. Or you can email us at Ben and Blake's Excellent Adventure at gmail.com. You can check me out on Instagram at Blake for real or on Snapchat at um, the Blake Pittman. Or you can get us on our personal Facebook pages, Blake Pittman or Ben Murray. Check us out. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, things you want to see us add, things you don't want us to ever talk about again. Probably won't listen to you. <laughs> um, but tell us about it. We need to know because we do this for you guys. But you know what? I'm also thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for this because podcast. I've missed you a lot, dude. I'm just going to throw that out there. And I'm going to be gay for a moment. You've always been one of my best friends, man. And like we didn't really talk a lot for a little while there. Yeah. And you turned into a hermit on me. I did. But you know what? You can hermit these nuts now because you ain't staying around the house. Wow. You may have There's another frozen slip. No, we got you out of the house. You're not going to be a hermit anymore, okay? You're not going to be a hermit anymore. We're going to keep doing this podcast if we're the only ones that listen to it. Wow. I cannot believe that happened. I'm not re-recording it. Maybe Lynn won't listen to that part of it. I know I'm always good for one. I say I get to thinking and don't realize that I'm talking to this stupid microphone and it happened. So anyways, I'm thankful for this podcast, buddy, and I'm thankful Me for too. Ben. Because without Ben, it would just be Blake's X-Men Adventure. Let's face it, it's not really an adventure when you're by yourself. That's just weird and creepy. 
So anyways, um, you guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Like, I mean that. Don't get hurt doing nothing stupid on Black Friday. You can't go out without getting the fight. Stay your butt home and hit them prime deals on Amazon. Okay, <laughs> that's what my big tail is going to do. Because I'm going to be like Sherman Clump, Nutty Professor. I ain't going to be able to walk come Friday. And then I got to go to that dang football game Friday night. Uh, anyways. Uh, I'm sorry, did I interrupt you? you like no, your no, no. So anyways. <laughs> Put the rambling to an end. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. And remember, be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. It's Thanksgiving. Gobble till you wobble or something <laughs> foul like that. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>